Hey everybody, welcome to podcast, podcast number 10! Woo! Yes. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. believe it we're at number 10 and as we march along with our podcast we've been bringing on some guests yes truth and we have had a stressful beginning to get all this equipment working since our power outage (laughs) (laughs) but i think we're ready to go and we've got our guest today my beautiful wife jen forstoff say hello jen hey guys great to be with you today hello jen yes and so the topic today if you haven't figured it out is worship that's right good topic and we've got six questions for jen Hmm. and these questions pertain to worship um hopefully it will give you it'll help shed some light on what it's like to be a worship leader um Hmm. these days Hmm. so you know most people just come attend the music is played it sounds great and they leave feeling blessed but they don't really know what all went into it Mm. Right. And and so we're going to get into some details today about worship and mm. how how Jen really prepares and plans and and then performs wow. worship. Yeah. So the P's right yeah. there. And Jen, mm-hmm. how long have you been a worship leader? Man, a worship leader here at Cornerstone for 13 years. Wow. wow. So you have experience. So, yeah, what you say is important. Whether it's students, young adults, or the main house. Yeah, been serving all over the campus for wow. 13 years. Amazing. That's awesome. And I feel like, I don't know about, about the rest of you guys, but worship is anything musically is something that I am not good at. Like, I understand that you can worship even if you're not good at singing or joyful playing noise. It's a joyful noise, right? <laughs> um, but I think because of my lack of musical ability, I have an incredible appreciation mm-hmm. for people who can get up there week after week and and not only just worship and make a joyful noise, but can actually do it well and sound good. So I'm super excited th- to have Jen on with mm-hmm. us this month. Awesome. You guys made me nervous, Pastor Luke, when you say we have six questions. I feel like I'm about to take a test, <laughs> and I just hope I pass it. So, so hopefully the stuff I share is what you're looking for today. <laughs> we do have six questions, and she doesn't. She hasn't seen these questions no. yet. That's right. We so, know them. I love spontaneity. Oh, my yes. gosh. And Jen right. hates it. I'm the opposite. <laughs> I love to plan and prepare, yeah. and you would not let me do that. It makes so for a better like experience. Yes, it does. Hot off the, like, the, the press. So whatever is going to be shared. Press. Hot off the press. Real in the Raw moment. Raw and real. <laughs> I That's like the best it. way. Question number one, Jen. Which percentage is preparing compared to not preparing when it comes to leading a worship set? So what would you say? You you got the worship set, all everything there. What percentage of it is you've prepared for it, and then what percentage of it is you did not prepare for it? You're you're leaving room wow. for the unprepared. Yeah, wow. you know what? That is a tricky question because honestly, the preparation is the musical preparation knowing your team and what you're stepping into that morning, Hmm. the more you're prepared, the more you can relax and rest in those moments of spontaneity. 
So it's kind of a trick question because honestly, I want to feel 100% prepared. But as far as just being in the moment, if I overly prepare and want to stick to my plan, then I'll miss out on what is happening in the moment. Wow. And so 100%, I want to be prepared. I want to know, I want to have like a game plan. But at the same time, when it's worship that's led, I mean, ultimately God is our worship leader. The Holy mm -hmm. Spirit is the one mm -hmm. leading these services. If I'm so caught up in what my plan was, I'm going to miss those awesome mm -hmm. moments where God might come in and want to interrupt a song and have us linger for a moment. And if mm -hmm. I'm so stuck to my plan and executing my plan, um, then we'll miss out on what the Lord is doing in the moment. So I absolutely want to be prepared, totally ready. That helps me to rest and be more at peace. But at the same time, it's not about sticking to my preparation. It's about having an open heart for what, what needs to happen in that moment. So would you say it's like 90% preparation, 10% <laughs> anything could happen, and I'm, I'm ready for that to happen? Or would you say it's more like 95, 5, 80, All right, 20? I'm going to throw, yeah, throw a, a curveball at you. Okay. 100% preparation but 100%, can we do a 200%? Wow. Is that <laughs> it's happened, <laughs> I need to absolutely be sensitive to what the Lord wants to do at any given moment. So you've prepared to be sensitive. There you go. It's, that's pretty She's good. basically I'll, I'll like, like Jesus. Because <laughs> 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 Jesus was 100% grace <laughs> and truth, right? <laughs> Great, uh, Je Mr. Jen's Aaron like <laughs> compared Jen to are, Jesus. We are shot for shot. Yikes. Shot for Yikes. She's 100% prepared and 100% sensitive. Does that make sensitive. sense, though? Because yes, don't you feel like it's yeah. the same with preaching a message? Like, mm -hmm. you know your points. But throughout the whole message, you are leaning on what God is doing mm -hmm. in that moment. So oh, I yeah. feel like it's probably kind of similar to how you guys prepare to preach. And mm -hmm. I can truly understand that, too, because I've had moments literally before going out to preach where the Lord will say, no, you're going to say it this way. Yeah. You're going to go this direction. Yeah. Okay, Lord, you yeah. know, you need to have that room. And for me, I don't know why, but maybe the, the Lord really likes to throw curveballs in the yeah. moment. Yeah, <laughs> me, me too. So me too. Oh, yeah. operation. Hmm. Aaron, ask the next question. All right. This is a great question. How often do you get constructive feedback? Ooh. That is a good question. So this is uh, to help me grow, right? Is constructive, that what you're not like destructive. <laughs> <laughs> this is constructive. This is to help you. Well, I love like, you know, after a worship service, uh, many times just, you know, after the service as a whole, just connecting <coughs> with people, they'll say how a song ministered to them. They'll talk about a moment that just really touched them at the altar. And so we pretty regularly engage and get feedback from people. And I think when getting that feedback as a worship leader, something that I try to do is um, to point it back to the Lord or to mm -hmm. the team of what the Lord was doing in that moment. You know, they were touched in such a way, not because the band was playing beautifully or the singer sounded amazing, but they were responding to the work of the Lord in their heart. And so, you know, when getting constructive feedback or feedback in general, as a worship leader, just, man, we're doing this for the glory of God. It's him who's in the room. It's him who's moving and touching hearts. And so trying to be intentional with those moments and those conversations of, hey, just so you know, the reason that you felt something was because God was in the room, not because mm. a certain singer sang that or it's the fresh song that's off that new album that you've been listening to. It's the Holy Spirit who was moving in the room. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you get, you get constructive feedback every week? 
not every week, but I'd say pretty regularly, hmm. you know. And, like uh, every you other week? Do you <laughs> what? What did you say? I said like every other week? <laughs> do well, you I'm not standing after worship, like waiting for people to come up and talk to me. Like I'm going and talking to people about well, other Well, do you stuff. and the leaders <laughs> sit down and pro and grow yourselves after that Sunday service? Or how often do you guys do that to oh, yourselves? That, that happens weekly. For mm-hmm. sure. That's an every week thing. Of, so you're always trying to get better. Yeah. What worked? Mm-hmm. What didn't work? What was awkward? What can flow better? Uh, what changes are going to happen in the service next Sunday? How can we make those a win and flow with, with our pastor who's ministering that week? So there's constant communication mm-hmm. of whether it's prepping for the last service or adjusting what happened or, and didn't work for the mm-hmm. previous service. So, yeah, that's constantly happening. Has okay. anyone ever come up to you after service and gave you some criticism just not even saying hi but some the music was too loud or anything oh, random like oh that yeah. some some feedback that was not constructive yeah <laughs> simply criticism <laughs> they thought it was constructive oh. they're helping the worship team they're have you help- ever had that they're helping so much I've, I've never had someone come and say something hurtful okay but there have been things like you will have, you know, done a whole worship set and someone's like, do you know the song that we need to do is this right. song? And so it's not, they're not saying it to be hurtful, but you can be like, oh, well, don't you like the songs we are doing? Yeah. <laughs> so just like with anything, you can hear it for what it is. But no, no one's ever said anything hurtful. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, people are gracious and supportive. They're That's kind. Awesome. <laughs> Most people are pretty gracious, mm-hmm. you know, praise the Lord. All right. Question number three, Evan. You gotta look look at the board and ask it. Pardon me, everybody. All right, number three. Is your worship set planned? Do this you have a lot of planning when it comes to the worship absolutely, set? Absolutely, yes. There's planning and preparation from the team that we have in place, the songs that we choose, the transitions between songs, how we're gonna do altar call. Wow. But again, it's one of those things of the percentage of mm-hmm. how much do you prepare? Because there's things that we can plan for and things you can't plan for. You know, there there could be that um, part that was missed that the electric guitar was supposed to play. Or there could be, man, pastor wants to come and interrupt the third song mm-hmm. because he feels like we need to have a moment to respond to what God's mm-hmm. doing in the room. So, yes, there's a plan, but you also have to be super flexible. Mm-hmm. Super flexible. And I have a follow-up question with that. When it comes to, like, a worship set, do you guys, like, pray about, okay, Lord, what do you want to do in this month with worship? Absolutely. What do we want to do? What, is there a song? Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Many times, you know, before a service that I'm stepping in to lead, I'll just pause and say, Lord, what do you want to do in this service? That's good. And whether it's looking at a song of, of something, you know, maybe it's that chorus that needs to be sung out a couple more times or it's to speak that scripture verse or to encourage the congregation in some way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Always leaving that room for, okay, God, before we go into this service, you know I've prepared, I know the music, but Holy Spirit, what are you wanting to do and how can I help facilitate that in any way? And sometimes the Lord will give me something specific. Jen, mm-hmm. <laughs> pause between this song and that song. Wow. Sometimes... I feel like the Lord's like, I'm just going to show up when I want to and just be ready. Mm. And I don't have a plan, but I'm anticipating, God, I know you're going to do something, and I'm just Mm going to be dependent upon you. And so sometimes he gives me the game plan, sometimes he doesn't. And so just being okay with that. Okay, and if if there's a worship leader listening right now, Mm -hmm. and, and they're wondering, how much time does Jen set aside seeking the Lord on a worship set? What would you say? Well, you know... My primary time with the Lord is me and him because I want to know him. Mm -hmm. 
my relationship with the Lord is not based off of what I do. Mm -hmm. So to me, preparation for worship, because I've been spending time just leaning into the Lord, hearing his voice, spending time in prayer for myself personally, I feel like the the time spent preparing for that worship, um, you know, honestly, it, it's not always the same because mm-hmm. sometimes I'll feel a greater burden going yeah, into a sense. certain service. I'll be like, man, I just need to lay aside more time this week to pray and prepare. Or especially if it's a special event where I know there's some strategic you know, altar call times, and I, I really want to be all the more prepared spiritually mm-hmm. for that. But I, at the same time, it's not like my time, it's not like I'm seeking God because I'm about to do something for him. I primarily seek the Lord to know him. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's that additional time of prayer, yeah. you know, on that Saturday or that week leading up to it. Like I said, if there's like a, a, a certain burden that I might have for mm-hmm. that service. That and so sense. I can't give you a straightforward so answer, but when, when it comes to just hearing the voice of God, I want to I hear him and know him for myself. That's and so then good. what I do for him is the overflow mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. That's good. good. Okay, next question. How often do you watch, listen, <laughs> and learn other worship sets? Yeah, well, you know what? This is like, well, for me, I'm a mother of three young children. So for me to be able to just sit and listen to the music that I want to at home with them doesn't happen too often. <laughs> yeah. So I have to kind of be strategic. So like I'll go on a run, and I was just listening yesterday to Church of the City and getting to know some of their songs because I heard um, that they've got some great worship songs out there we might be doing soon. And so um, for me, it kind of goes with the season. You know, if we're preparing for a certain service with a theme, I will sit down and I will just like it consume tons of songs. Um, if we're trying to find, you know, special music ideas or just that it song that mm-hmm. can be uh, for the theme. And so it kind of goes with ebb and flow, but as far as just regularly sitting down, listening, watching, learning, uh, with the season of life that I'm in, it's not super consistent, but a little bit more sporadic. Like I said, whether I can sneak it in on a run or when I'm working out at the gym or preparation for a special event. Um, but luckily, I serve with a team who uh, lots of people are listening and sharing song ideas. And so when you're not alone, but you're working with a team, you have access to, you know, more stuff that's out there because you've got multiple people listening and watching and, and right. catching on to what's available right. out there. Yeah, it's good. So good. All right. Their answers are good. There's no right or wrong answer, but maybe your guys are maybe shocked at some of the answers like, whoa, I thought she'd be I thought she'd be watching worship sets for at least, you know, an hour a day to continue. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, probably not. Yeah. You know, that's OK, no, though. It's and okay, I, though. There's some worship leaders that do that. And, um, you know, there'll be there'll be seasons or phases where I'll do that more. Um, but I just, you know. It's, it just depends on the availability mm-hmm. of my time and oh, how yeah. much mm-hmm. I can sit and just consume that, like you're saying. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, Aaron, next question. All right. The balance between striving the set and stepping back as the leader. Mm. And so just Pastor Luke had to break this question down for me mm-hmm. when I first started. I said, what does that mean? Um, but just really the, the balance of I'm going to step up there and strive to, to perform mm. versus let me just step back and see what God would, would do during this set. Mm. Yeah, I think there's moments in a worship service where you are leading the people in a certain direction. For example, like if we start worship and this is a song about praise and joy and I look out at the congregation and I see uh, 
Not much praise not much or joy. Praise, not much joy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to be intentional in that moment to lead in that. So you're gonna help them get their I'm praise them. on. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. have a smile on my face. I'm gonna say, "All right, come on, let's clap our hands this morning." I'm gonna do what I can to kind of create that atmosphere that we're we're uh, going towards. And so, you know, when you say striving in the set, I think about like leading and being intentional. Mm-hmm. But Again, it's it's being prepared in the set, but then also being sensitive to the Holy Spirit where I will sense sometimes in songs where the Lord is just like, shh, Jen, shh. You're stop. ruining it. Stop Yeah, it. Stop, stop singing. singing. I don't need you to sing right now. <laughs> I'm <Shut> doing something. <laughs> and so there are definitely those moments, some more so than others, some services more so than others, where I feel like the Lord's like, just be quiet. Just let me mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. what I'm doing. I don't need well, your help right now. And good. so being obedient, being okay with those moments and embracing them and mm. making sure they don't feel awkward for people or trying to help people not feel uncomfortable in those moments. Um, but yeah, there's absolutely times where I need to sit back or even sometimes simultaneously while I'm singing or while I'm playing, I will, I will just scan the room and just see, okay, people over here are engaged, but people over here aren't. Lord, do I need to do something to help engage them? Or maybe I'm not seeing a physical response from them, but there's something happening in their hearts. God, give me wisdom and understanding to Mm. understand that. Because I can't scan the room and know what's happening in everyone's hearts. Mm -hmm. I can see a physical expression of worship, but that doesn't give me the true picture of what's the Lord really Mm -hmm. doing in their heart in this moment. Yeah, that's so good. Okay, so I have a follow-up question to, to that question, if it's all right. So I will, I will allow it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so I have, I feel like, obviously I'm not a worship leader. Can't sing, play an instrument and do anything like that. Um, but I feel like as a worship leader, there's, there's a pressure to perform. As a preacher, like nobody knows what's in my notes. Nobody knows what my next point is. I can make stuff up if I want and nobody knows. Oh, yeah. But everybody knows the worship song. Oh, yeah. Right. And so I feel like there's this pressure to perform and to be so good, to be the best musician, the best vocalist mm-hmm. that you can be. And obviously there's a part of you that you need to develop mm-hmm. the skill that God has given you. Mm-hmm. But what is the balance of God wants to perform and be excellent as opposed to, God, I don't want this to be all about me and yeah. me performing and me being so musically good yeah. and I need to step back and let you move. Yeah. How do you balance that? Because I feel yeah. like as a worship leader, that's a difficult balance. Yeah. I, th- I think knowing your identity is huge. You know, if we do a song that's by Kim Walker, I'm not going to sound like Kim Walker and I need to be okay with that. <laughs> and I have found that over the years, what's, what ministers the most when it comes to worship leading is people can sense when you're genuine or not. Mm -hmm. So even more so than the perfect sound or playing it just how that band plays it or singing it just how that singer sings it, if they can tell that you are genuine and passionate and authentic, that's Mm -hmm. what's ministering and reaching hearts. And I'm sure we've, we've all been on those worship sets where Man, it's like one guitarist. It's not even the full band, but they're doing that song that we know. But man, their heart is so genuine for the Lord. Yep. I rather mm-hmm. sit in a worship session like that all day than mm-hmm. be in the setting where every guitar part is perfect, every vocalist hits their part perfectly. Man, they sound just like so and so. But man, do they love Jesus? Like that's the mm-hmm. kind of worship I want to be a part of. So a big part is knowing your identity and just being authentic and real and being who God has called you to be. I like uh, that. <clears throat> it's better to um, like Craig Rochelle says. I don't know if you know the quote, but he says a lot, and it's really good. Uh-huh. It's, it, people want you to be real rather more than, than right. they want you to be right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So it's yeah. like people want you to be real up there more than they want you to play mm-hmm. the part right. Yeah. yeah. You know? So, and it's true. It's oh, very yeah. true. Good, yeah. qu- good follow-up question. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad I allowed it. <laughs> it was because of you that that question came in. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, take all the credit. There's a level of I can be credit, as authentic and real as possible, but if I'm botching stuff, that's like distracting. Yeah. <laughs> so well. I want a quality of excellence, yeah. you know, like a standard there. Because, man, yeah. I'm sure we've all been a part of those worship sets, too, where they didn't know the words, they weren't prepared. Oh, I've seen that. But, uh, oh, yeah. 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 They should have just been honest with themselves to say, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> we would have all benefited from that. It's so difficult to be a worship leader. Performing is very stressful. That one lady, I have a song on my heart. That's from God. Give it back. Give it back. Give it back. (laughs) You need a little more time. Give it back to the Lord. Giving me a song. (laughs) Give it back. (laughs) Last question, Evan. Yeah. Well, this kind of uh, kind of plays in well what you asked actually, Minister Aaron. But this question, how important is it to be yourself? Because kind of like we just said, there's a lot of amazing worship leaders, Mm -hmm. huge followers. Mm -hmm. People are being blessed and anointed Mm -hmm. and favored. How do you stay yourself? How important it is to to, to be yourself? I think that's huge. You know, over the years, we've had other worship leaders step into the role as leader for the first time. Hmm. And what I I tell them, I just want to encourage them of, You know, there was a season where the ministry needed so-and-so as a leader, Mm -hmm. but now the ministry needs you. And I'll I'll say Mm -hmm. by name because, um, you know, you need to be, you need to own who you are. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. if we are always trying to replicate or be the leader who came before us or the leader that we're watching, you know, do these other worship services and sets, I think we're just going to miss out on really our calling because what I'm called to do is different from what someone else is called to do. And there's going to be wrestling of insecurity. So you're not going to have joy in serving. You're going to have to wrestle with a lot of unnecessary stuff that the Lord never intended for you to wrestle with. But that is a constant, I think, self-check for worship leaders of, nope, I need to be myself. Okay, Mm -hmm. I can't sing the range that so-and-so can, but that's okay. God, you've equipped me Mm -hmm. to lead and love these people that I'm uh, leading worship for and to rest in that and be okay with that and be okay with other people being better than you. Other people, you know, who are amazing and gifted with songwriting. I may not be gifted with that, and that's okay. And so to own, Mm. Lord, where have you placed me? Who Mm. are the people that you have entrusted me with? And how can I be faithful and a steward and rest in who you've called me to be? So that's a constant uh, heart check and guard, I think, that worship leaders have to have in place. Because otherwise, you could get miserable and burnt out pretty quickly if you're constantly Mm -hmm. comparing or competing or just not resting in the Lord who he's called you to be. Yeah, and is it like a weekly check too? Oh you yeah, like, it's like weekly. I need daily, it's really daily <laughs> for right? all of us. For yeah. all of us, search me, oh God, know my heart, yeah. test me, know mm-hmm. my every thought. Yeah. You know, it's so so true because you can find yourself falling short of your own expectation. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are falling short of your own expectation, you don't feel anointed. Yeah. You don't think you are anointed. Yeah. You don't think you're capable. And you start to have a lot of things yeah. fall through the cracks. And if I can be honest, you know, there's been times in a worship set I heard how a certain singer sang that song and I was like, I'm going to go for it. I want to sing. Okay, like Tasha Cobbs, for example. Ooh, I can't sing wow. like her. But there, that could be an example of there have been services where I'm like, I want to try to hit that run how she does or I want to try to hit that note like she does. 
and I'm not going to sing as good as Tasha Cobbs, let's just be honest. But <laughs> what happens is when I attempt to be somebody else, man, and if I don't, even if, hmm, whether I don't hit that mark or I hit that mark, okay, what's the fruit of that? I'm either really proud, yeah. look what I Ooh, did, I sang fruit. just yeah. like Tasha Cobbs, mm-hmm. or if I miss it, I'm incredibly insecure because I tried to be someone else that I'm mm, not meant wow. to be. And you wow. failed. Yeah. So you're a failure. So you're either full of pride or you're a failure. No, that's not how God it's sees neither us. Neither is that's good. Not God. Right. Yeah. Wow. Neither's fruitful. Neither's fruitful. Wow. That's, that's so good, good stuff. That good is good word. stuff. What wisdom yeah. coming from this podcast today. Right. Podcast number 10 has been a delight. <laughs> it's a good one. Straight up. And Straight up delight. Can we just give a round of applause to Jen for being a, just a great guest today? Come on. Oh, yeah. Come Thanks, on. Guys. Amazing. Amazing worship leader. Sings better than Tasha Cobbs. What? <laughs> <laughs> she, Tasha Cobbs only wishes. She only wishes. Oh, my word. She actually called me asking for advice. This is terrible. Tasha Cobbs? Yeah, I yep. got all these questions from Tasha Cobbs. Yep. She's oh. curious. She's curious about Jen and her skills. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> Next Good podcast. Know. Ooh, you guys excited? Super excited about number 11. Come on now. Topic for the next podcast is this. Seven lies students believe which hinders them from believing rationally and biblically. Ooh. Man, I'm fired up for this podcast. And Pastor Lee, I don't know if you did this on purpose. I just noticed podcast 11 is about seven lies. <laughs> podcast 711. 711. 711. Maybe we should have Slurpees. We definitely you should totally have Slurpees. You totally need Slurpees. <laughs> <laughs> if 711 could sponsor us, that yes. would be awesome. <laughs> that would be great. If we anybody will... out there listening works at 711, like in their corporate position. Come on. We could use yeah. a sponsor. I'll make sure the Slurpee cup is right in the view of the camera, so yeah. you'll get you'll get so much marketing can and promotion. I, can I join you for that? Because my weakness and passion is Coke slushies. Ooh, so really? if you do that without me, I will be offended. Oh gosh, okay, <laughs> my heart will be broken. All right, I don't want to be. Fe- I don't want to offend her. <laughs> I try. I try my best not to offend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been wonderful to be with yes. your audience. Thank you so much. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.